0: I.F.M. 101.9 MHz of Life Victor Frankl said, Everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's way, this is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Stay tuned for the next hour as Sue explores the human psyche, what makes us tick and how to live better, more fulfilled and more meaningful lives. Only on 101.9 High FM. Hello, this is Jackson
1: Finding Human and my guest today is Marina Blight and we are on Skype and our topic is Living Art or Art Alive, you can call it as well. Um, Marina has done many radio interviews, but this is the first time that she's on our radio program on High FM 101.9. Thank you, Busi and DJ, for keeping us on on air. And welcome, Marina. Thank you, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. I'm it's looking forward to this. I am, too. Really, I'm so pleased. Marina is a very well-known artist, and her her work honestly speaks to my soul in poetry, in song, in color, and and in imagery. And um, Vincent van Gogh said, one can speak poetry just by arranging colors well. Now, Marina, you do a lot more than just arranging colors well. What gives you your most inspiration? I think the, the,
2: the area, the, the surroundings, the things that's around us that gives you the inspiration. And more. also, I think a lot of it is to do with your feelings. How do you feel? How do you experience life at the moment? So I think that's my most, that's the one thing that's, That I use a lot is how do I feel, how to express myself. I can't write poets, I can't write stories,
1: but I can paint stories. That's how I see it. So you you actually paint what you're feeling and you know, you, you talk about what you're experiencing and it's what Viktor Frankl says about the various ways we can find meaning, the creative ways, the experiential things, our attitude, and you use all of that in your art, um, yeah. you know your your husband Eddie actually said that uh, he told me that you just had an exhibition called a pocket full of inspirations, and that that it depicts your aspirations and your your dreams. How, tell me about this pocket full of inspirations well, the, a pocket full of inspirations was a few
2: it was a while ago. And um, that was in a time when we we were living in Strasbourg. We had to, we moved from Johannesburg, because our circumstances changed completely. My husband lost his job, and he was retrenched at the time. And um, there was a lot of things that, there was a contract that we were supposed to get, uh, or something that was going arrangement, for a, a contract in in the Cape. And at the end, he didn't realize uh, happen. happened. So um, at the end, we lived in Strasbourg. We went to my mother and mother's house, but that was just supposed to be for a temporary thing for two months until we will settle in in the Cape for where he's going to work. So at the end, he didn't work there in the Cape, and he stayed in Strasbourg. We were devastated. I was devastated because like for a week I just sat. I couldn't believe it. Now we have to make like, new plans for the future and what do you do now? You sit in a small house. It's not even a house. It was like a, it was like an 80 meter square meter, um, flat. And was, right. and so we were sitting there and we had a huge house. We had a 400 meter, uh, house house. A beautiful house that we sold because we realized we had to scale down because of financial loss. And um now you sit there and what do you do now? So that was, uh, that was, I would say, a huge emotional turning point in my art. How to yep. approach art. That's when I started basically to paint the stories. Before that, it was more paint places and experience experiences that you have but now, this was more for me when I start to find inner feelings to express
1: myself. It was a way of getting that emotion out. Mm. And where did you get your your inspiration from at the time? I mean if you were in this small in enclosed space and you were used to this large area, what gave you the inspiration then?
2: I think you know what I was I was thinking by myself, but the old masters, if I, I, I might be wrong, but I thought they never had luxury like we have today. They lived in smaller places, dark places. And they have, we are actually so used to luxury. And, um, and they make beautiful art. So what's wrong with me? I can do it myself (laughs) also. I can also make beautiful art. And the other thing is, I had now all the time. No more garden, because before the, I loved doing garden, and, and my kids are, we had a garden of a thousand square meter, So that was a huge garden, and it was, my, I spent a lot of energy and time outside in the garden, and so, and no more children, no more household, no more mode, nothing. You have to change your lifestyle completely. So um there was nothing else I could spend all my energy in the art. I think that was the big thing. I spent all my energy in the, at with uh time prices and then what and the beach was around the corner. That's I must say. Because the place was so small, now you sit and work in that space and it's small. Mm. Um, so then I made when it was time for a break, I took my coffee literally and walked to the beach. We were very fortunate my mother-in-law's house is very close to the beach so you can actually walk to the beach, drink your coffee and I always called it my lounge. So my beach was my lounge. So I felt like I live in the studio, we sleep in the studio and the beach was the lounge. So that was the way I saw it at the time.
1: That's, that's a beautiful thought actually that you, you sat there and you absorbed the scenery around you and, and were in nature. Just tell me, as a child, where did you, how did you find meaning in your own life then?
2: As a child, we were, I was lucky. We lived in Montague. It's a beautiful town here in the Cape and it's really a beautiful place. So, and, a, lo- a long time, we were on the farm. So I was a lot outside. And uh, But before that, I also remember it was an old, I suppose she wasn't that old, maybe my age now, but I thought that the when she was old. A lady who had a dog, and she asked me to draw a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember. Right. I think that was my first commission, <laughs> I think of it now. Oh,
1: that's so sweet. Um, How old are you? Know.
2: Yeah, like 10 years or 11. (laughs) I wonder how much did you pay me, over 20 cents. I can't remember, but I actually remember that. That's not weird. Uh, So, yeah, and then I loved doing little work, and we were a lot outside. So a lot of time we spent outside as
1: children. That's beautiful. We're just going to ad break.
0: This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, I'm Sue S- S- Jackson and it's on 101.9 High FM. My guest today is Marina Blight and we are talking about living art and Marina is a very well known artist. And her work is just quite amazing. And what, what you actually say, which I read on your website, Marina, you say, my world is no different to anybody else's. Together, we all form part of the biggest and most impressive balancing act of the universe. With each brush stroke, with each speckle of paint, my art reflects the tranquility and balance I have found in the greatness of life. The, the art of being. That is beautiful what you said then.
2: Yeah, that is life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're all just people. And do you see it as uh, that your art of being is actually reaching out to other people in your art?
2: No, I think so. I do believe that if you look at a piece, or art piece, that you can relate. Because we all have problems or troubles at times, and so we can relate to it. It's like a poem or a story. You can relate to it in a way. So that I I suppose that's the same with the art. You can also relate to it in a way, if it is something that uh, touches your heart. That's why they say if a viewer stands in front of it, um, if they can relate to it, that's when, what I love. Is when people stand in front of it and they when you see the goosebumps. Uh, then you realize the goosebumps. That
1: means that it is something that touched them. Do Do you ever find that when you when you see that happening? Do you ever do they tell you what their interpretation of your art or their your their experiences of your art is?
2: No, I never ask if they're willing to tell me. I will listen, but I mean it's it's sometimes so deep personal that, and it's not people that you know, so you're not asked. I'm not. No, if they voluntarily want to tell you, I will listen, but otherwise, I'm not. It's just emotional. And,
0: you know,
1: when, when you talk about those emotions and, you know, how you interpret it, uh, when I was going through your website and looking at all your art, there were many different pieces that really spoke to me. And, and I was wondering, you know, what you had felt like as you painted them, um, because I knew what I was experiencing and it was my own, exactly my own feelings of it. And you know, Albert Einstein said creativity is intelligence having fun. (laughs) 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 Do you have fun as you're painting or do you feel that a lot of sometimes sadness comes through or what, what are there different emotions that actually come to you? No, I think most, I would
2: say fun. Because you, you start with an idea, but it never stops then, it, it evolves itself. It's not that you can plan it 100%, so no, once I'm busy with it, the, I can't sit, in, uh, no, I don't sit and cry in front of the painting, that's, not no, the, I have fun. It's not that I'm so painful that I cry and sit here with, no, with pain in my heart, no, you, it's a fun
1: experience. So, in other words, you actually you use your creativity to to heal yourself. Even though you're not painting in pain, you even the feelings that you're feeling of joy, of excitement, uh, are are part of the emotions that you're feeling. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So you you paint your heart, your soul, even if it is painful, but it is an enjoyable moment to paint.
1: I so, it. so is there a, a feeling of release afterwards once you've put your, you know, you talk about the speckle of paint that you're putting on one and the brush strokes. With each brush stroke, is there a sense of relief and, and the fun in that? Yes, I do believe there is because mm-hmm. it's out of your system now. It's
2: done, it's there. And then once it's there, it's out of the system. It's not your story anymore. It's the viewer's story. They can yeah.
1: Once it's out of the system, it's not yours anymore. Then you now, Marina, you before you got recognition and you were discovered, which we will discuss just now, um, you were a nursery school teacher and a, a fashion designer. How did you get into both of those? Uh, work? I th- I always wanted
2: to teach. I don't really know why. So, um, I loved as a child, I remember playing school-school. Um, yeah. The fashion designing is something that I always wanted to do. The the school-school story, I think at the end, it was more a practical one, although I always had a dream of doing fashion design. I always had these visions of biking wedding dresses and that. When I was at trick. I made my own trick dress. So, mm. if I, I laugh at it now, if I see it because my daughter laughed the other day when she saw the photo. <laughs> it was sort <still laughs> of Lady Diane, you remember know, the puppy? Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. And, and it was so weird. I would never dress like that. But anyway, today. But um so I did that at, at the inside office studying teaching I did fashion designing and not a but I also I soon realized that's not really me So you want to do something and I know It's not and I'm still today. I don't like clothes anymore No, there's so many other things that I would rather spend my time with
1: When you were a school teacher teaching young children, did you learn a way of living from children? A way of living what yeah. i I think what we it was a really
2: playful that was one thing that I've learned is just not to take life too serious. I love the children, I really enjoy these kids um they are so special, and uh, yeah, now we had lots of fun because um when I remember when we had to tidy up sort of like um when they're done for them I was like, okay, once we're done I will you can chase me for example and when you catch me then you then you go back to the class, that type of thing. All that I was <laughs> catching you. So we had lots of fun. We really played. So we had lots of and because we also art is one of the things that we every day you do art with the children. So it was a play and you also learn not to take life too serious when you work with children.
1: Mm, I, I have to agree with you. I think children, watching children at play, there's such spontaneity. You know, they uh, they bring in so many of their own feelings into whatever they're doing in their play that it's a spontaneous letting go for them of of their own emotions. I, I will love watching children at play.
2: Yeah, and in the way they draw also. They draw, you can see the emotions when they draw and
1: paint. Mm, Absolutely. And you know, Pablo Picasso said, the purpose of art is washing the dust off of daily life off our souls. Yeah. And and, uh, I like what he said there, because it is uh, I should imagine I I, I I write. So as I write, I'm also washing the dust off of uh, of daily life and looking and and getting into my the the depth of my soul. Do you find that art really speaks to your soul? Oh yes, yes I do.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, when I paint, also I paint.
1: It it affects my soul. Mm-hmm. And tell me about how you were the recognition and how you actually got discovered.
2: Um, I, Keith was the art curator at the time. He, he, um, he really spoke to him at one stage, and then he actually, I can't remember exactly, but he came to our house, at, and then he said. He would love to see the work, and then, yeah. So he came and he saw my work, and then from there, he became a very good. Um, he was a, he helped me a lot with things not to do and what to do, and so he was a good uh, person in my life. So was this is
1: Steve Steve Bales from the first brand group art. He was a consultant for the first yeah, brand. Yeah. Group. So to have recognition from him must have been fantastic for you. Yeah, it did help. You know
2: what? It gives you that encouragement. It gave you that feeling of, wow, if he thinks you're good enough, you must be good enough. You know? <laughs> because oh, that was the feeling that, okay, your work isn't too bad If he thinks it's okay. So yeah, that's good.
1: And, and so often we actually do need that just, that push in the right direction. It's, we often don't believe in our, in our own worth. Which is yeah. rather sad.
2: Yeah, if you get recognition from somebody that is a person that knows, that makes a huge difference. For me that was definitely a turning point of confidence and okay, you are on the right in the right, going the, into the right direction.
1: And this is what Steve Bales from First Rand Group Art Consultant actually said about Marina. Marina is passionate about her artwork and the meaning it has for her. Each painting she creates is in fact a view through a small window in her mind. And the view we see is wonderful. And at the same time, a memory, a moment in her life, which she has chosen to share with the viewer. Lately, these views show expansive landscapes and emotive scenes of the ocean in all its moods. The paintings are so capably executed and meticulously devised that they leave the viewer with a feeling of utter contentment and peace. With the modern lifestyle and stress that we are all subjected to, Marina's paintings engender a feeling of tranquility. And escape. What a wonderful thing to say about you and your oh, work, yeah. Marina. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you probably read it yourself, but when someone reads it back to you, it takes on a different meaning. <laughs> what What did it sound like hearing it read back to you?
2: Raksha, oh, you was such a darling. I really loved Um So, and he was such a good writer as well. Yeah. And it makes you feel, yeah, it makes you feel special.
1: And then you've also, you've had, so you've had solar exhibitions and, and you also had, you, um that, uh, um, Tommy Mayela. What was it that you actually did for that art exhibition? Well, that's Fine one. Art. that one. Yes,
2: that was a competition, Um I've made a, a, a mixed media painting and it was the Gamble. It was the name of it and then it was like a, it was a cake and a piece of the cake was out of it. It's a wedding cake and then the poor man is sitting on top of the wedding cake and the wife is walking out of the slice of the cake.
1: That has <laughs> Well, that's
2: <laughs> It is on my website. I'm sure it is, and uh, then on the one side is the gamble with all the the cake was decorated with ladies, and at the time it was mixed cell phones and all sorts of things, and but from a distance you don't really realize it's just beautiful cake. And but if you look at it close by, you'll see how um what all the elements the elements that's on the cake and then on the left there's a, also the gamble wheel, and on the right is the, also a wheel with lots of um flying and that was like the perfect number and this, and then she is walking into that area. And the left, one, there's lots of dollar notes. And, oh, so it's a very interesting painting. I actually
1: love that painting, so. And, yeah. and did you get good feedback for that painting?
2: Yeah, I was actually chosen to be part of the exhibition. So for me,
1: that was, I I was very fortunate to be part of that exhibition. That's fantastic. If anyone would like to contact us, please SMS us on 34519 and uh, we will pick up your message. Um, Now, the other thing that I see that you do do, you do a workshop on altered books. Now, that I found very fascinating. Tell me about uh, uh, altered books. I see it says it's an art form converting books You used or new into a piece of art. Now, how do you do that?
2: Altered books is a it's a it's a form of art. It's a a form of altered art. So, what you do is you use a book. So, you take two. You use the two pages. So, Mm -hmm. when you open the book, the two pages that you see that is your canvas, sort of. So, and then you create you can use either what's on the page or you can cover that page with paint and start a new creation from scratch so with that is you can do whatever you want that's the, what i always say to people um when we, when we are students or people that are doing artists, like your house is so full, you don't know what to do with all the art pieces. You know, the cupboards are full, the guest bed, bathroom is full, everything is full of art. You don't know what, where to put it. So then you can go to all the books and then you can, you can still live, do art in the books and um it's your book. You can close it, you can put it in the, Away and you can express yourself in that book. So it's a, in that book you can do collage, you can paint, you can draw, you can do anything because, so it's basically, uh, in two pages that when you open it. Is, and I love to write something with it. For me at the end, when I write something with it, then the page is
1: finished. Mm. It's. I see that. Uh, here I'm looking at your page. Yeah, and uh, and it's a picture of a person. And then next to it, you say, I can't really read it clearly, but it says, "When I found myself enough, I began to um, a job. I didn't chain after a laugh or uh, or chase after laugh." so you obviously had written your own part on the other page and i see you actually say that no painting skill or experience is necessary only a desire to relax and become more creative so and do you find that people who who have come to you with this do you notice that they are do they begin to grow in their their way of expressing themselves yeah, you know what? It's
2: actually an amazing course. People love the Alfred Book course. What we also now start to do in in, in Bridastroph where I live is we are the people that have done the courses we go we get together once a month and then we do a alpha book club. It's just a fun get together. You bring your book, you do we sit and chat and do our books together. Yeah, so that's you a- yeah, and it's just a, a time where everybody can release really some of the energy. And if they need help, I am here as well to help them. And further, it's more a fun for the afternoon.
1: Wonderful. We're just going to add break.
0: Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson. Only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and I'm back with Marina Blunt, and we're on Skype. And you have just heard a YouTube on Kintsugi art, and which is otherwise called the golden repair or joinery. It's a Japanese technique of mending broken poetry, a, a pottery with a lacquer which is dusted with gold. And um, it actually is a way of embracing damage. And um, Eddie, um, Marina's husband, actually said to me that Marina uses this and he says, With Kensugi, our struggles and suffering do not have to define us. Rather, it makes us unique and we are able to retain the beauty of our inner soul. I might add that um, Eddie is actually a logotherapist as well. So he, he also understands the, the, the value of, of looking for and working within our struggles and our attitude. What is this? How did you come to this Kensugi art marina?
2: You know what? When I listen to the clip now, I can really, um, connect with it and I can, I understand completely what I mean. And when I was working for that a pocket full of inspirations, that exhibition, mm. I, I wanted to paint brokenness, but without making it looking too sad. You know, you also don't want to look at a painting and feel that, oh my goodness, this is too hard to look at. It still has to be beautiful. And um, so I, and then, but how do you paint a broken person i mean i don't want to how do you paint it so i came up to the i paint a plate uh, with the seascape at the back that was the plate is the sea okay it's a plate and then a seascape in the plate and then a naked lady in front of that so then the plate has the seascape and the naked lady and then between Over the body and the plate, the whole plate is cracked, and in that gold lines, that technique was in it. So I painted this plate with the gold.
1: um, So beautiful! It's the most wonderful way of actually looking at life. I think is to to look at the broken places that you can, they can be mended. We have that power and they become stronger in those places. It's mending our wounds and looking at them and allowing them to heal so that they become our strengths. Yeah, you have to find happiness
2: in yourself and that's part of it. it. Doesn't matter what your circumstances are, you have to find that inner peace, that happiness. Because if you can't find it in yourself, you're not going to find it anywhere. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where, what your circumstances are. You have to find it within yourself.
1: It's and no, no one can give it to you.
2: No. You will, ne- you will never find it anywhere else but within mm-hmm. yourself. And for me, that and that plate also. And then on the side, I made the butterflies. It was just... To, for that's the
1: new life. The new of new, life. The so, new, new part yeah. of of going free. And I think at the moment in COVID, um, you know, this week alone I've just heard of so many losses. And um next week I'm probably going to do a programme on loss, but it is Trying to find the meaning within ourselves because no one can give it to us, and I think this is one of the greatest things in all forms of art, whether it's in in poetry, in words, in song, in in uh, actual painting. It is what is expressed there. Now, Marina, I actually wanted to ask you: Are there particular paintings that you find difficult to let go? I've made one painting
2: that. Is for me a personal painting that I'm not it's not on the market to sell um and that one was it is a um, painting of when I wasn't stressed by <coughs> excuse me I wanted to make um I thought of strip naked because you st- you have nothing else, you have no more house, you have no more perfect address, you have no more uh, s- that income that you can rely on month to month and um, your whole life changed and your whole view of the world changed and you you sort of feel naked in a mm. way. So mm. in, because of that, uh, and then there was an, a show, that that Nautilus show that came out once a year. In so I was, I was saying, I picked some of those shells up and they are very fragile. So I picked that up. And then so I've made the painting with this. Okay, she's not really naked. It's just a see-through blouse. So she's basically naked. So this is a see-through blouse with the nautilus shell. So that shell represents the vulnerability, the the... the the way that that you can break easy and then also the wheat of the area because there's a lot of wheat and it's also growth so so that is the one painting I actually put it on my Facebook page today so oh, did the you? One, so,
1: yeah, so the it page. shows the fragility and then it shows with the fragility in that nautilus shell. And then the the growth in the wheat, yes. so it's it's in you you've interpreted both of it in that, um, that strip naked painting. Oh, yeah.
2: that, and I called it strip naked. So that is that is for me a personal one. And then I use a lot of clouds in the paintings. And the weird thing about it, in the beginning, I painted that clouds very dark, it was really it's not the same painting anymore now Uh, it's much lighter, the clouds are as time goes on I went on and it was um, I felt better and more lighter the clouds, I painted over the clouds and made the clouds lighter.
1: We're going to get back to that in a minute, that's fascinating
0: Hashtag, you don't have to be Jewish. This is Finding Human with Sue Jackson, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Hello, this is Sue Jackson, and my guest today is Marina Blight, the well-known artist. And if you'd like to contact her, she'll give you contact details shortly. Um, Marina actually lives in Breedersdorp. How did you say you pronounced it, uh, Marina? It's Breda's Dorp. okay. In the Uferberger. Okay. And you, you were giving art classes and you still do in Stra, uh, By as well. Yes, like I do that. go once a week to Strace By and get class there as well. And then you also have a, a, a newsletter that you put out. Um, won't you just tell our listeners about that, the newsletter? Yeah, well, I, I only did one, but I always
2: thought at the end of the year. so I want to do once a month a newsletter of what's
1: happening. Um, yeah, what's and happening. And how do people subscribe to this? You can actually contact me, and because I don't
2: want to just send to anybody, so I would like you if you contact me and then um, give me your email address. Then I will because that with the newsletter I'll keep you updated. Things that workshops, um, exhibitions, or specials on my online shop. It's also something that I only started end of last year, and um, so that is the idea of
1: the um, newsletter. And um, you actually say art is our perception of reality, and that is so true. So everyone's reality at the moment is very different, and I think. Uh, you know, there is a saying that uh, creativity is contagious. Pass it on. It's also by Albert Einstein, funny enough. So I think, being uh, with creativity being contagious, the more people who actually are able to express themselves in in a way that's going to be healing for them, uh, is is just so important. So, uh, do you want to give out your Facebook, uh, perhaps, or your website? Yeah
2: you can do, my facebook is just marina blight fine art um so it's marina blight b l i g h t and fine art so that's my facebook and then instagram is marina and um, with the line underline underscore next and blight so it's marina underscore blight and okay.
1: then and then so you can, can get hold of They can get hold of you to actually um, to find out to get onto your newsletter once you really start that, and to find out if you're doing courses online.
2: Yes, I'm going. This is one thing I have a mission this year. That is the one thing because the world changed. I can't get nobody can get away from that, and it's going to stay with us for a while. So I am going to do online classes this year. Um, so other thing is you can hashtag Marina Blight Art or Marina Blight
1: Art is hashtag so that you will find hashtag. Okay. Okay. That that's actually sounds really good. Now, you were talking about uh, clouds. What do clouds? Do you lie on your back and look at clouds or do you sit at the beach and watch clouds? How do you look at clouds?
2: You know what, I must say that that's the one thing, we're always surrounded with clouds and um, I I do, um, basically every morning I look at the sunrise if possible, so um, I the clouds are just part of our lives, and it, it does give you a feeling of protection, it's there, it's always there.
1: Mm. Absolutely. It's you know I have found in these this time of of not being able to run around and do other things, having to spend more time uh, on my own and in my garden, I have begun to notice so much about. Uh, I've always been a nature lover, but I've actually begun to notice the clouds far more. And I was thinking the other day, well, you know, have these clouds changed over time? I mean, obviously, they change all the time. But the way I'm looking at them now, there's so much more depth to them. I'm almost seeing layers within layers in the clouds.
2: Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot of layers. It's also when you paint it, it's not just white or gray. You have to paint shadows and Reflection and yeah, it's you have to paint it as if it's a form itself, and not just a white blob or a gray blob. Or yeah, there's a lot. And the other thing is, clouds has a lot of color, so mm. it's actually beautiful to look at. It's
1: amazing to look at clouds. They really are, and um, I must admit that I, the other day, as I was looking at them, I was just jotting some notes down for myself, um, and my what I was actually saying was what I was feeling that day within those layers of clouds that I was looking at, you know, and there was there was a feeling of despair, then there was a feeling of lightness, and then then there was a, that darkness again, and you know that you talk about. Um, Uh, the the different colors in it right now we're going back to ad break and then i'm sure i'm going to be told to wrap up shortly just hang on there marina
0: (laughs) (laughs) ifm 101.9 megahertz of life